Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, Morning Drive. Good men, Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash mhs i mean with the new year coming up everyone's going to fatten up a little bit you got your new year's (laughs) resolutions is this the perfect time to have an auction like this where you don't have to pay a membership and all that stuff's in your home at an unbelievable price yeah it is and you can get a tanning bed right never used tanning beds this is what i say to people who use tanning beds you know the sun's free right yeah the the sun is always on (laughs) Right. Yeah. You have an opportunity pretty much every day, unless you live in Seattle, to take advantage of that. That is true. Anybody who uses a tanning bed in Denver, you just have a lot of disposable income. Yeah, I hear you. But you're right. A little home gym. I've never really had a home gym. I did. And, it, and you had enough room to like yeah. do it the right way, and it was solid. Well, here's the irony, is that when when I was married and we bought our first house together, uh-huh. there was a universal gym in the basement, uh-huh. and I never used it. Really? No, I always went to the gym. I, I, never, yeah. I never, I had a difficult time getting motivated walking into the basement, but I had no problems having motivation driving to the gym. But So this was the problem. Um, when we sold the house, I had to pay to schlep that thing out of there. Yeah, which, which sucks. Especially hard. because I never used it. Yeah. That's the type of thing that you got to take apart to get out. When we negotiated right. the house, right when we both agreed, I said to the realtor at the end, after it was all negotiated, I said, they're throwing in the hot tub in the Universal Gym, right? And she goes, Eric, you're kidding me. I said, at this point, they've agreed to it. They are not going to back out. There's another house I can find. I don't know if they're going to find another buyer. Wow. And they threw it in. I had a home gym in when I lived more over towards the country club, but country country club towers. You were a country club guy. Well, it, it was... It was a great place. It was a really good place to live until COVID. Were you like Rodney Dangerfield where he had the loud clothes and the loud car and you mm-hmm. walk, I'll take one of these, one of these, one of these. No, one no, of these, no. One of these, I wasn't. Hey, nice hat. I wasn't. What, what you got a free bowl Cherbic? of soup with that? Was it Al Cherbic or whatever, whatever the guy's name was? No, I, but, but I will say this <laughs> about the place. They had a gym in there that all he had to do was we lived on the 31st floor. Oh, another. Okay. And then we went, so you got, went drop down to the fifth, walk out and you're at the gym. That's as close as I've come to a home gym. That was the best gym situation I have ever lived in. It's because you left the oh house. Oh, my God. But it it's was because, great. Because you left the house. For me, walking downstairs, it, eh, I didn't feel like I was really getting a workout in. Yeah. But, but, but you're leaving your house. If you could have seen this gym, too. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was the hardest thing to, to leave that building because of the gym. Nothing else. The view was fantastic, and that was cool. Yeah. But it was the gym. 
not the memories of spending time with your wife and and you know. Well, those are those stay no matter what. I don't know about but that. No, you know, but you made no. it pretty clear it was more about the gym than it sharing was, memories with uh, Sarah. That was about the gym. Sarah, I'm sure you can't wait to see Bruce when he gets home. No. Time now for the lead. She's always happy to see me. The lead mm. presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, Jamal Murray returns to the lineup. Then a couple minutes into the game, bang, limps off the floor. Everyone's holding their breath. Soft turn. Wow. Came back. Dismissing. Played 22 minutes. He did. Looked a little, I don't want to use the term tentative because I don't think he was tentative. He just was a little rusty. Well, think about this. Let's think about what he said when he tore his ACL. He said in so many words, I am kind of tentative. It's in my head more than it is in my knee. That's fair. Then again, he hit nearly a half-court shot. So to to your point, (laughs) no, Murray had a very good game. 16.6 assists, 6 rebounds, 22 minutes. 4 of 14 shooting. So his... 6 of 14. and, and And he pushed... He pushed his shot... Um, I thought he forced a shot just a little bit, but, um, but it was great to have him on the floor. Yeah. And, um, and this was one of those games on a back to back for Houston that Houston was very uninterested. There was very little defense played by either team. And I mean, very little defense, but it was, uh, it was great to see Michael Porter Jr. Hit shots. He hit shots. Uh, Nikola Jokic had a triple-double almost by halftime. And the Nuggets won a game 134-124. I am not suggesting at all that Jamal Murray is a decoy. Not suggesting that at all. But just his presence on the floor opens it up for others. It has to be accounted for. So with that, MPJ, as you said, went off. The story going into the game was Jamal Murray. The story coming out of the game was not Nikola Jokic, who had another ho-hum 32 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. It was not about Jamal Murray actually being on the floor. It was more about Michael Porter Jr. having probably one of the best shooting games of his career, specifically beyond the arc. And 10 rebounds that he worked for. He worked. Oh, you're for. coming around to that. Huh? I paid more attention. I pay, well, I was in the I was in the building, so I paid attention to Michael Porter Jr. That was kind of my my focus. He's still not a motivated defensive player, but he's better than he's been. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he got to the basket a couple of times, which I really liked. Right um, to score. Not just the three pointers. That's his game, and that's great. And when he's got rhythm going out there, it, it makes the Nuggets an almost impossible team to defend. It really does. Right. When he's going like that, but when he adds, man, it, it's like to me, I, I was thinking a couple of times last night, come playoff time, that's going to be so key. The ability to put the ball on the floor, beat your guy off the dribble, and then to get to the iron. And he did it a couple of times last night, and it was great to see. I thought he played really I thought he played really well. Have we started to truly take Nikola Jokic for granted? Mm-mm. Where hold on. I hope not. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Have we taken it for granted? And listen, I'm not putting this on the Denver Post. But it was basically his triple double was like 
in the footnote column. It wasn't in the footnote column. Yeah. Like a couple of more news and notes about the game. You know, there was a sellout crowd and Rocky had a half court shot. And oh, by the way, Nikola Jokic had a triple double. I'm not suggesting that's where it was, but it was buried so low in the game story because we are so used to him huh. doing this where, yeah, it was just another triple double. Just to put in perspective what Jokic has done this year. He has seven triple doubles this year. No other player has more than two. 22 of 30 teams, they don't even have a guy yeah. with a triple-double. There are eight teams in the NBA this season who have seven wins or less, and Jokic has seven triple-doubles. Let me tell you what his numbers could have been last night, and I'm not exaggerating about this in any shape or fashion. He had are. 32, easily could have had 45-47 without disturbing the flow of the game in any shape or fashion. Well, he had 15 assists. Think about all the shots he passed up. Yeah. And he had only 10 rebounds. If he had fought for rebounds, he would have had 20. And easily. But I mean, he was playing in that kind he was in a he was in a relaxed pace, and I mean that in a good way because mm -hmm. Jokic when he looks like the game is just coming to him. That's when I think he's at his best. He yep. wasn't forcing anything. Yep. He was doing everything very comfortably last night. Right. I will say this. That's a fair question for you to ask. Shame on anyone that takes this guy for granted. The first thing and the the most foremost thing that I always check in with when I'm at a Nuggets game is how the big fella's doing. What was the top period? What was the top story in yesterday's game after it was over? Jamal Murray. What was number two? Michael Porter Jr. Thank you for making my point for me. Yeah. But but I mean but, think about that for a second. Well if Joel Embiid gets a triple double, yeah, but the and biggest Tyrese and Tyrese Maxey, his head pops off of his shoulders right. and rolls down the floor in a bloody mess. The top story in Philadelphia will be Joel Embiid had a triple double. Yeah, but here's the here's the difference. If Nikola Jokic had turned an ankle like Jamal Murray did, that would have been the biggest story. But he returned to the game. I'm just saying, everything emanates around Nikola Jokic. Everything. Oh, I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. But if Nikola Jokic had. 10 triple doubles his whole career, mm -hmm. we move it up in the game story. Yeah, but I'm not saying that we take him for granted. I'm just saying we're so used to him doing this, it's becoming more of a, oh, and by the way, this is what happened. And oh, by the way, this is what he did. He does it so often. There, I'm not going to go, you know what? I will go down this road. And I, and, and, and and please, I hope nobody gets upset with me because I don't I'm certainly not making a comparison. There are certain things in this society that have happened so often we have become numb to it, mm. like school shootings. Oh, there oh there was another one today. Oh, okay. Because when Columbine happened, it was an enormous national because it was way back in the day. That wasn't something that happened. No. But when you hear about a school shooting. Today, your first thought is, oh, another one? We are so numb to this, it's almost like we're expecting it. And we don't have any emotional reaction 
the way we should, hmm. a visceral reaction to it. I, you're different than I am. I, I do have a visceral reaction to it because if well, he, then, then you're living this every day because it's almost like this stuff happens every. Well, because other day. if he didn't do it, I would. I my reaction would be, "What's wrong?" I I I count on, comfortably count on his contributions in a huge way. Everything on that team runs through number 15. I get it, but you just said he was the number 3 story. Well, I mean only but only because Right. Only because Jamal Murray was coming back from an injury. That yeah. doesn't happen every day. And Michael Porter didn't didn't n- nudge him by very much. Michael Porter yeah, had a did. hot No, he didn't. 7 of 12 no, he from didn't. three point he shooting. He had a hot shooting night. He had a great night. He had a hot shooting night. You know what the best part about his game I, it, was? I mean, it, it, he wasn't greater than Nikola Jokic no. by any by any stretch of the imagination. I so, agree. so I mean, you and I can stack things in different ways. Yeah. I, I would agree with you that if you're if you are ranking stories, which yeah. I don't know why we need to do that, but if you're ranking sports, stories, it's sports talk radio, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. would probably be the sec would probably get the second star, right? Listen, listen, the second star. Listen, TV boy, <laughs> we don't we just don't have a three minute segment here. I love that when, when TV boy because I know that <laughs> that that's the shut the hell up. We're doing radio. Well, you know what it is. What I mean when when TV boy on sports gets three minutes. I mean, you have Dave Frazier waiting in the wings to tell you what the weather is going to be. And you know what? The news director wants it that oh way. Oh, my God. Well, of course. I'm Frazier's- Clearly, we make things up on this show because we have hours to fill. Yeah. We have to. Why would we let the facts get in the way of a good story if we can grow some legs on something that, A, we know isn't true, but B, is going to be provocative? I knew where my bread was buttered the second that I walked into that station and to this day, Frazier and the weather people, and, and I don't, this is just a observation. Yeah. This isn't a, this isn't a wine or anything like yeah. that. This is an observation. You knew where you stood. In oh life. my God. Yeah. You know where the pecking order is. Right. Absolutely. You know where the pecking order is. You know who you're behind? You have Frazier, the rest of your team, Chris Tomer, you're behind the beast. If they had to choose between the beast, which I believe is your weather van, it's always broken down, right? But, but I would still be behind the beast. You would be, yeah. You, as a matter yeah. of fact, if the beast ran over oh, you, yeah. and then backed up over you, your news director would say it was still forty degrees and nice out. No, they'd say you didn't. You didn't do anything to hurt the tires, <laughs> did you? No, I didn't. Coming up after the break, can you make the case that Baron Browning? is the MVP of this Broncos team. Hmm. I asked him about it in the locker room yesterday. We'll put it in context next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, 
Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. They got it all. You want to get in shape? Go get part of this auction because there's going to be everything there for fitness. You're going to wind up making that New Year's resolution. You might as well have the stuff in the house when you're ready to go. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I really like telling you about uh, Dan McKenzie and the McKenzie Law Firm. Uh, They have given me such peace of mind. Worked with Dan. Mandy worked with Dan. We thought about doing a will. He said, you might want to consider a living trust. That's what we have done. And God forbid something happens. I know that my family is taken care of. And that's a big deal. We spend so much time taking care of our family when we're alive. Do something for them if, God forbid, you're not here. Because you're not only doing them a huge favor, but you're saving them You're saving them huge hassles like probate and doing so many other things that are, are inconceivably inconvenient and are a time suck. I dealt with that when my mother passed away. And I thought of Dan because my mother had a will. She did not have a trust. And it was there was a lot of stuff to go through. My mother was really, really organized. Take care of your family today. Even if you don't have a family, go talk to Dan, because I can promise you there are things that you need to square away with him. If, God forbid, something happens, go to coplans.co. That's coplans.co or 833-COPLANS. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. I am not suggesting, and I said this to Baron Browning, and you'll hear that interview in a minute, that Baron Browning is the MVP of the Broncos. But is it a total coincidence that since he has returned, the Broncos haven't lost? They're 5-0 and since he has returned. He returned during that Green Bay game. He did. Here's my conversation with Baron Browning. When you face C.J. Stroud, does it feel like you're facing a rookie that you're going to be seeing on Sunday or a guy who's been doing this for a heck of a long time? Uh, I think a guy who's very poised, doesn't like he's been in his first year, and uh, I think that's a credit to Ohio State, the way they prepare us, uh, you know, going in and coming out. You realize you brought up a Buckeyes team that just lost to Michigan. I don't know if I'd be bragging about the Buckeyes and trying to dot the I with me. I mean, yeah, we just lost, but as far as the program, it's a very hard place to, you know, to go through. And I feel like kind of going through that place and, you know, you make it out and you just kind of see all the things that benefit you from going through the hardship of going through that tough program. I am not going to suggest and humor you and say, Baron, you're the MVP of this team. I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. But the defense seemed to turn around when you came back into the lineup. Didn't it a little bit? Uh, I think we just came together and been playing very good, cohesive ball and just uh, been feeding off each other's energy and uh, just holding each other to the standard. Uh, I think that kind of just starts with our room, the outside linebacker room, you know, trying to step up and be leaders of the defense, kind of set the tone and just, you know, everybody else just kind of joining in with us. How difficult was it for you to be sitting on the sidelines, injured, watching this team give up 70 and then get run over by the Jets? And now you're back. And now this... 
defense looks like an all-world team. Take us through that process where you were watching and now playing. Yeah, it was uh, you know tough to watch because I, I love what I do and I, I want to do it every you know opportunity I have to do it. So it was tough watching and tough not being out there with my teammates. But like I said, uh, we just stayed together and. Um, you know, the start of the season wasn't what we wanted, but, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And uh, we, we've been making good progress of getting better, and I think we've been getting getting better each week on both sides of the ball. Still some things we can do a lot better, still a lot better we can be as a team, but I think we're doing a great job of playing more complimentary football, helping one another. What does stay together mean to you when you say we stayed together? When times get hard, you know, after giving up 70 points versus the Dolphins, it's easy for a team to, you know, kind of point the finger. But we didn't. We, we addressed the issues internally. We watched the film, and we made a decision from that day on, you know, what type of team we wanted to be. And, you know, we, we, we buried that, turned the page, and we just moved on. Is it – you haven't been here that long. You haven't been through the years and years of losing, like Justin and Josie and Cortland and so on and so forth. But is there a greater sense of appreciation being buried in the valley for as long as this team, for as long as this franchise has been buried since the Super Bowl? Then, couple on to that, you go one and oh, one and one, two and one, two and two, and now you're suddenly six and five. Do you appreciate being six and five more because you started one and five? Uh, I mean, anytime you win and, you know, you appreciate that because it's very hard to win games in this league, but I'm sorry. But um, definitely, you know, starting off the way we did and just turning around, it definitely is, uh, you know, a good sense to have and a good feeling to have. But, I mean, even only being here three years, you know, the best, most win that I know is seven because I think my rookie year we went seven and nine. So just to kind of be close to that again, you know, it's a good feeling. And then coming from a place like Ohio State where, you know, you used to only really losing one game a year, it's, a, it's an adjustment. And obviously it's, it's rare to, to only lose one game in the NFL. It's a, a very much different business. But just in comparison, from, you know, going from being at a program where you used to win and win and then kind of going through the wins and losses of the NFL, it's just different. So, it, But you just learn to appreciate every win you get because they're very hard to come by. How surprised are you that I didn't ask you about that hit? About what? About that hit on that quarterback. I'm surprised you that I didn't ask you that question because you're probably thinking, oh, here comes another guy. Here comes Eric asking me about the hit. Are you surprised I didn't do it? No, nah, it was a clean hit. Yeah, and you haven't heard from the NFL yet, so you're pretty much in the clear, aren't you? Uh, I never been, I haven't been fined by the league before, and I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> but uh, I would, I guess, I don't know. I never, I don't know when they, you know, put fines in your locker, so, and I'm not trying to find out. Uh, funny. Uh, very much in keeping with his attitude immediately after the game. He acknowledged um, the hit, didn't think that it was egregious. Um, and I will tell you this, he has been a great infusion of ability and thus depth at that position. That position on the field is pretty darn good. For the Broncos right now. And you've got different kinds of players. You've got Browning and Cooper, Benito, who's probably a little bit more of a quicker athlete, uses his his speed uh, more maybe than the the, the, the the just the raw strength that Cooper and Browning have. But uh one of the reasons why that defense is where it is right now, there is no question about it. Coming up after the break, 
We're going to talk about the Colorado-Colorado State game. It was a big game here locally. Sure was. Fans stormed the floor. But unfortunately for Colorado State, they have been overshadowed again going into this segment by something CU-related. And it's a big story. A very, very big story. Breaking news. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. 16th Street Fitness in Greeley is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, tanning beds, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. We have some breaking news to talk about. Rarely do we get breaking news in Morning Drive, but we are right now. Deion Sanders has been named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. Wow. Are you honestly really that surprised, though? I guess not. Was it AI-induced? Wow. Well, I've seen the picture. I've seen the cover of Sports Illustrated. Are we pretty sure that it's Dion? It uh, looks like Dion. Good. Congratulations. That's all you got? That's what I got. What else? What am I? What am I supposed to? You want me to drop down and give you fifty? I don't know. I, I mean, good for him. Good for him. Here's the thing. We talked about it yesterday. What will be the biggest story? In 2023, will it be the Nuggets winning the championship? Will it be potentially the Broncos going on a run to end the season? Will it be Deion Sanders' first year in Denver, excuse me, in Colorado? That's a perspective question. Correct. So what is the biggest story here in Colorado? But I think you and I both agreed yesterday that the biggest national story is Deion Sanders. Nikola Jokic wasn't interviewed by 60 Minutes. Neither mm-hmm. was Michael Malone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, th- there were not um, shows coming out to Colorado to cover the NBA championship. Yes, TNT was here because they're, they're a rights holder, right? And I get all that. The Deion Sanders experiment to generate interest in Boulder has been a raging wild, out-of-control success. True that. Look at how he manages games. Look at his bravado. Look at the record. That's the next level. That's the next level. story. Right. Yeah, to be be determined on that. But with that, I do not want to take away from from CSU fans 
that uh, the Rams beat Colorado yesterday. Colorado's a pretty good basketball sure team. Sure they are. And I think they are good enough to make the NCAA tournament. This is not Colorado State's signature win of the season, not even close. That was against Creighton. Who, who they just absolutely throttled. took out in behind the woodshed and drilled them. Creighton ranked number eight in the country when this happened. With that, man, did I get a lot of grief for saying something I said on Twitter, and my inbox is still filling up as we speak, as we speak. Um, I put this out on Twitter, okay? I said, I hope the fans don't storm the court. And I meant it, and I still mean it. I said, I hope the fans don't storm the court. A, they're a ranked team. B, They've already beaten a top 10 team. They should act like they expected to win the game, and they should have won that game. They, I don't want to, they, they were certainly the better team on that night, but they're the better team right now. They were favored. But, but here's the thing, and I understand the rivalry thing, okay? To me, one of the low points of Colorado football, Colorado football, of all the years that they played, one of the lowest points they have had in the history of that program was storming the field against Colorado state. That to me was sad and pathetic. And it tells you where the program has been for such a long time. And Oh, by the way, there isn't a CU fan out there that can convince me that they look at Colorado state as their rival because they don't. They look at Colorado as Colorado state as a punchline, as a joke as the little brother. Okay, let's, that, get, hold let's on. go little brother, not joke. Well, no. I mean, that's a little. Well, wait a minute. Talk, I mean, talk to Colorado people. Look at the education you get up there. Eh, it's not compared to Colorado. We're the Harvard of the West. Okay? As far as football goes, we're clearly better than you. We're clearly better than everything. By one and double overtime. Than you are. Yeah. Well, if you really feel that way and you're really that arrogant, why in the hell are you storming the field against this program that you look at as a nothing burger? But getting back to basketball, by storming the court, you're giving Colorado too much credit. You're making it seem like it was really that important. I understand it snapped a streak of losses. I get that. But don't give CU credit. Oh, you grumpy old man. You know what? I do, I, do feel, I do feel like get off your lawn guy. I A do. little bit. And, I and, do. and by the way, who's usually sitting on the rocker next to you with grumpy get off my lawn guy? Right. That would be me. Yeah. And I love Tad Boyle, as do you. Oh, my God. It's not a knock on Actually, Tad. Actually, I like both of these guys a ton. Nico Correct. Medved and Tad. Well, Tad Boyle's been a friend, and I have respected him. For so long. Dating back to Kansas. Dating back all the way to Kansas. Dating back to Kansas. He coached at Wichita State with Mark Turgeon. Followed him, of course, out here. He he got to Northern Colorado to an NCAA tournament and then has done a fantastic job at the University of Colorado. And the job is ongoing. Here's what I will say. Normally, I would line up with you on this. I know you're not going to. I don't think the, anyone is. I'm on my re- own The island. only reason I'm not going to line up with, with you on this one is it's kids. I get it. Being kids. I get it. And that and 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 that is and I wish that they would think more along the lines that you have presented because there is merit to what you're saying. Because I have great maturity. Well. Well, you have experience. Want to hear a knock knock joke? 
No. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. There's, there's a priest and a rabbi sitting on a park bench. No. There's always... <laughs> storming the field, I, I, I... There are times when I think it's... There are times when it's really appropriate. There are times when it's probably a little less appropriate. But I get it. It's young kids that really don't care that I, I really will even say this. It's like they just want to party on the field. It's not even really that much about our team beat yours. Yep. They just want to get out on, on the court or the or the field and be a part of what's going on. From that standpoint, you know what my attitude is enjoy your time and, and be done with and, it. And I agree with you. I'm just saying for me, I'm not wired that way. If I ever have you ever hit a hole in one? Yes. Okay. Did you celebrate? Well, I ended up spending a lot of money afterwards. Okay. No, but I mean in the moment. Some money. In the moment, would you be jumping up and down and running around? No, I thought it was, I, I didn't see it. Yeah. It, it was, it was. Then it probably didn't happen. No, it. my point is I didn't see it go in the hole. Yeah. It was a shot that I hit and it. Right then it rolled down into a valley and ended up in the hole. So I didn't know it was there until I got to the hole. With that, I'm not someone who is a celebrator. That's just not who I am as a person. Like if something great happens, I don't jump up and down. I don't scream. I'm just not that type of guy. That's my own personality. Mm -hmm. So you can make the case that's my own problem. But I'm going to give... Oh, it's not a problem at all. But I'm going to give you a perfect example. When I was in college, when I was in college in 1987, Indiana actually had a really good football team. We beat number nine, Ohio State, in the shoe. It was a huge upset, 31 to 10. Weeks later, weeks later, a couple weeks later, Michigan comes to town. And I am in the stands as a freshman. Poised. And we beat Michigan. Yeah. First time in 20 years. Fans stormed the field. I didn't. I was just in the stands and I was all excited. But I'm like, I expected us to win. We beat Ohio State. We should beat Michigan. Wow. Now, granted, for if me. If I'm playing at Indiana football, I never expect to beat Ohio State or Michigan. That, well, well, but hold on. You'll appreciate this because you're a football guy and you know the history of college football. Sure. We had Anthony Thompson. Yeah. Great football Finished player. Finished second by the in way. the Heisman. Yeah, very good. With that, I'm just saying from. I, I, I don't blame kids for storming the field. I'm just saying I grew up in Chicago. And for me, I take a page out of Walter Payton's book, which he was famously asked, why don't you celebrate when you score a touchdown? I want people to know I've been there before. Barry Sanders that, thinks too. That's same the way thing. he was. That's how I'm wired. I'm not upset with fans storming the court, but why are you giving Colorado that much credit? I think it would have been more insulting and a bigger F you had they not stormed the court. Yeah, we expected to do it. Hmm. Why, what are we celebrating? We just beat another team. And we beat the team that, we beat the program that always cuts us down and treats us like garbage. And you know what? We're not going to give you the satisfaction of celebrating. You know why? That is one way to look at it. You know why? We're, we're not going to give you the satisfaction because you're nothing to us. Yeah. You are just another notch on our bedpost. I don't think they were probably thinking of Colorado. Of course they weren't. I think they were thinking of, Let's party. Let's I, have a fun time. I don't have a problem with the kids doing it. I'm saying from a pragmatic yeah. yes. point of view, 
don't give Colorado that credit. And I kept hearing back on Twitter, well, Colorado stormed the field when they beat us. Yeah, it was one of the most pathetic moments in the history of CU football. That one was, that one didn't, the manner in which they won coming from behind, okay. I, I mean, I get it, but no, I'm with you on that one. There needs to be some, and notice I'm putting it in this this way. There need to be unwritten rules on storming the court and storming the field. I can understand Arkansas storming the field, storming the court, beating Duke. Duke last it's night. Duke. Yeah. Even if Duke isn't that good and they are good this year, they're still Duke. I can understand Indiana fans in 1987 storming the field against Michigan and Bo Schembechler. Yep. I get it. Indiana, by the way, did storm the court when we beat, this was way after I left, when we beat number one Purdue, a rival. Well, that's that's a that's my point. Yeah, that's a difference. That's my point. Right. They, they were the number one team in the country at that time, and Indiana was unranked. There need to be some rules on storming the court <laughs> and storming the field. If it's a significant win, yes, that makes sense. To me, last night was not a significant win. Yes, you beat your rival, but the truth is that rivalry goes one way. But I think it was a significant win because I think Colorado is a significant program. They are. And they were ranked 18th, lost to Florida State in a, in an overtime game, fell out of the rankings, which I thought was a little curious, but oh, okay. But that's still a, it, it's a, that is a win that will help Colorado State at selection time. When somebody storms the field and storms the court, on your team, they are paying you the highest of compliments. Yes. Why would you do that to Colorado? Why would you pay them a compliment? Because when they embarrass themselves, the fans at the game embarrass themselves by storming the field because they beat an unranked team and a team and a program they feel they can kick around whenever they feel like Because it. they're not thinking in those terms. They're thinking only in terms of the moment, it feels good, and I'm going to party with all of my cohorts. You know why they stormed the field? Yes. Partially from what you said. Because Colorado football has been so bad, any win is a celebration. Yeah. And that should tell you how bad the program has been when you're storming the field against Colorado State. And it's not a knock on Colorado State. You just paid Colorado State a huge compliment. Yeah. Is what you did. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Didn't they storm the field against Nebraska, too? Probably. Yes, they yeah. did. Two yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. The program has been so awful yeah. that you're storming the field against everybody. I am surprised people in Boulder did not start running to Fort Worth after that game. I can't even imagine how busy the highways would have been and how jammed up it would have been if kids from Boulder, shirtless, painting themselves in black and gold, are running down the highway to get to Fort Worth, Texas. Why, would they, they, why would they be getting to Fort Worth? Because that's where oh, the game was. Oh, you mean the TCU game? Yes. yes. Right. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't try and storm the highways. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Kareem Jackson flew to New York yesterday to meet with Roger Goodell. And after beating their in-state rival last night, are the CSU Rams the real deal? That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. On the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. 16th Street Fitness is auctioning off cardio equipment, cable machines, plate-loaded machines, weight plates, tanning beds, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, guys, just in case you missed it, yesterday Kareem Jackson flew to New York to meet in person with Commissioner Roger Goodell in hopes of getting more clarity about his latest suspension and how the league is enforcing the rules. Jackson said he believes he has become the poster child for league punishment. Do you think uh, Kareem Jackson received any clarity in the meeting with Roger Goodell? Well, to his credit, he said in remarks the other night before he left, it wasn't his goal to have the suspension lessened. He didn't think that that was a reasonable expectation. His expectations were to come away, hopefully, with an understanding of how he is supposed to play. His complaint after the first four-game suspension that was cut into half uh, and only ended up being two games was that he didn't feel he got any kind of direction from the NFL about the manner in which he was supposed to play. I would argue with that going back and looking at the the letters that he received, but that's neither here nor there. I'll be interested to see what, if anything, came out of his conversations with Roger Goodell. This is my challenge with this, and this is going to go back to the Colorado State-Colorado conversation we just had. Eric, get off my lawn guy. Dude, Cream's a good guy. He really, really is accountable, stand-up guy, good football player. But stop with the victim mentality, please. Take some accountability that you're not following the rules. And yes, when you do something over and over again, the refs are going to have their eye on you. Just stop doing it. And, And stop playing the victim card. You're not the victim here. You know who the victim is? The guys who keep getting concussions because of your hits. Those are the victims. Stop playing the victim. Come on. Am I playing? Am I a grumpy old man by saying that? No, no. There's there's truth in that. All right. Just in case you missed it, uh, in the big early season uh, in-state rivalry game last night, number twenty ranked Colorado State remained unbeaten at seven and zero. They beat CU by five. It was an exciting game at Moby Arena in Fort Collins. Great atmosphere. Uh, Colorado now five and two with the loss. Uh, are these CSU Rams for real? And do you think, um, as of right now, both are tournament looking like tournament teams? Yeah, I think both look like tournament teams. A lot of water to get under that bridge before we get there. Um, Isaiah Stevens is a fantastic player, man. KJ Simpson, fantastic player. They've got 
There were really good players all over that floor last night and very good coaching. And, and, I, and this, to me, is, is my takeaway. When you've got guys like Nico Medved in Fort Collins and Tad Boyle in Boulder getting in against each other, that's, that's worth the price of admission. It is. I love really good coaches going mano a mano against each other and playing chess and doing those types of things. Both of them made moves last night that really helped their teams, and uh, and it was an absolute pleasure. So I take my hats off to both programs. They gave us a hell of a night of entertainment. Wish them both the best of luck as they move down through the season. I think Colorado State is a bona fide contender in the in the Mountain West, and I think Colorado will have something to say about the big about the Pac-12 before it's all said and done. If CU if CSU fans aren't thinking about this now, they might want to start thinking about it. How good do you really want to be this season? Do you want to be a top twenty-five team? Do you want to make it to the Sweet Sixteen? Do you really want to challenge for the Elite Eight? The snap answer is yeah, of course we do. Be careful what you wish for. Because if that happens, Nico's gone. Oh, come on now. He's gone. Come on now. He's gone. Look at what happened with, and I can't even remember his name, uh, the football coach. Had a really good season. Who was that? McElwain. McElwain. Jim McElwain. Yeah, Jim McElwain. Where did he go? Florida. Florida. Yeah. That's what's going to happen with Nico. You want great success for Colorado State basketball. By the way, Isaiah, I don't know if you watched the post-game show on CBS Sports. I did Sports. not see the post-game I show. I don't watch enough college basketball to know what they said, meaning I didn't know this, but they watched more college basketball than I did, or that I do. They said Isaiah, Isaiah Stevens is the best point guard in the country. He's, he, the best he's, point, he's highly regarded. He's highly regarded. Yeah, very highly regarded. As the first or second best point guard in the country. They kept going on and on about And great for Isaiah Stevens. I'm just saying you want your team to have success, but you want them to have so much success that you lose your coach. And the answer is yes. Good. Period. Yes. Because, Period. Because if he goes and they go to the Elite Eight, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But Sweet 16, top 25 team, he's gone. Yeah. Someone's no. going to offer him a boatload of money. Yeah. Could could very well be. Yes. No but question. good for him. Great for the program. And you know what? Tide Boyle has this program on the right yes, trajectory he does. Yep. as well. Yep. CU's in a good place. The question is, will the state ever truly care about college basketball? Well, they cared last night. Okay, they cared last night. Will this ever become a basketball no, state? No. No. Okay. No, not, not not in terms of North Carolina, Indiana, Kansas. Yeah. No, places don't. Where no, 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 no. You can't even. Do be, not bring up Indiana basketball, you, which blows. Yeah, but. Please. I'm, I'm ta- the guy but that I'm, likes Indiana basketball. But I'm talking about the culture yeah. in the state. That's the difference. And that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, try before you buy. Walk in any store. Try out the appliances before you buy them. You can find Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find the Clearance Center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Jamal Murray returns to the floor, but he's not the big story. What was? That's next.